Welcome to Black Student Voices. I'm your host, Lajene Evans, and basically this is a podcast of me interviewing other Black student youth in my neighborhood or all around the world, really. That's as far as I want to go. And basically, we just talk about our dreams. And I want to focus on encouraging Black people from every age, not just youth, to dream again. And not to be under the status quo of working at McDonald's. Like, girl, don't you want that Birkin? We're going to get you to love doing your job and get that Birkin. You don't have to work at McDonald's anymore. You can be that ballerina that you dreamed of when you were nine. You can be that engineer that you dreamed of when you were 10. You can be that astronaut. We want black people to exist in more spaces than just the status quo that oppressors want us to live under. And I'm going to do that just by talking about my dreams and allowing you to enter our dreamland we call BSV. Um, that's it. Welcome to episode one and hope you'll be in for the long haul for the rest of the season. See ya. Welcome to Black Student Voices. And today's episode is sponsored by 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Basically, this scripture says that God gives us everything we need to not be fearful. And I think that's very important for black people when we're dreaming that you have everything you need. No matter what you believe in the universe, every human can do what they can do to conquer their dreams and no one can stop them. On the Christian side, God gives you everything that you need for love, self-discipline, and you will never fear. And I think that's something that we should really meditate on. What's the point of a black student union anyway? Like, how do they, like, affect schools or whatever? Black student unions affect individuals, period. They affect people who are not black. They affect people who are black. And they allow people to learn about black history, black culture, and everything they need to know. People can come to black student unions to ask questions to make sure they're in line. People who are black can come in and rant about what they're feeling in school. Who was the racist white boy that got on your nerves today, girl? That's what black student union is about. Black student union is also about doing things for schools that black people need to get done. If there's a, if just like the Black Lives Matter thing happening right now, definitely schools may not do that but your black student union will and black student union takes care of other black students and they take care of black issues and that's why they affect people because people are changed by that people realize that they need to do things a certain way whether they're black or not based on regular black codes be sure to pose your question in our Pose en Question pour moi segment inside of the podcast. You can email us at blackstudentvoices at gmail.com. As well, you can DM us on Black Student Voice Pod, or you can tweet us at BSV Pod on Twitter. So, we'll see you next week, possibly. <laughs> yeah. have a guest today we always have a guest 
Um, and our guest today is Mia Moore. She is a Black Student Union president of Antelope um, High School, and she's also in my youth group. That's how we met. And I'm also a Black Student Union president of my school, Natomas Charter. And today is the Black Student Presidents episode, Black Student Union Presidents episode. And I think we're just gonna go into a little banter, and you just get inspired from our conversation that we have. And that's it. Do you want to say hi or something, Mia Moore? Um, hi everyone. I am at Antelope this year. I am a senior, and this will be my first year reading Black Student Union. I'm very excited. Period, period, okay. So my first question for you is the base question of BSV. It is, what did you want to be when you were little and how different is that? Well, I'll ask you the next question, but my first question is like, what did you want to be when you were little? And you can elaborate on that a little bit. Um, Growing up as a child when I was little, I always wanted to be a hairstylist. I used to always do my Barbie's hair and all my friends here in elementary school, like our recess was the hair salon. I used to braid everyone's hair. So growing up, I wanted to be a beautician. Okay, that's heck cool. And you know, you're just like my niece. My niece is like three. She just turned three yesterday and she loves everything about beauty. She just came into my room with green eyeshadow all over her eyes. It's not my makeup. I finally got her some makeup for her own birthday because my makeup costs $45, hers costs one. So now we know why we don't waste things. <laughs> um, but um, I think that's really cool. And I can really believe that you were doing Barbie doll's hair because the way that little girl does hair is yeah. a mess. Okay, so my question after that is, um, what is like, how is that different from now? Or do you have the same dream? Or do you want to pursue that? Um they kind of go hand in hand in a way so i want to go on and be a plastic surgeon okay and in a way it still has something to do with beauty and so i think it's different yeah because i now have to go to medical school and everything but at the same time it still has to do with you know cosmetics and stuff so it kind of goes hand in hand, but it also differs in the medical aspect of it. Yeah, I think that's hecka cool. Like, how, um, what part of plastic surgery do you have, like, a goal, like, face, BBL, I don't know, like, where? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't really, I don't mind doing constructive, you know, the constructive side of it, but I think I would prefer the cosmetic or the nicer side of it, the funner, I would think where they do the BBLs and, you know, implants and rhinoplasty with the nose and stuff like that. Okay, and I'm gonna ask you a question like, um, like, cause the people, there's a lot of people have very, like, there's a 50-50% um, like emotion or opinion on plastic surgery. And when people say like, oh, I got like my nose done or I got my chest done, like when they say those things and someone's like ew like be yourself be beautiful like where why do you want to do this and why do you think it should be accepted in society um i think i think plastic surgery is okay it simply enhances your beauty and if you don't like something you can get it fixed easier than you know other ways like if you want a bigger butt you don't have to do squats so 
Um, I don't think plastic surgery should be looked down upon. It's just like makeup. It just enhances your beauty in a way. It doesn't really change how you look exactly or anything. Right. And especially with people who need it for, like, car accidents. I know my sister got hurt by a dog, and she had to get her, like, most of her face reconstructed. People get into, like I said, car accidents have to get their whole noses redone. Right. And it's almost like an art, like, you... Yeah, I think it is. And I would really suggest plastic surgery to, to everyone, whether it just be like Botox or anything. I mean, I guess it's not good because you're naturally, you know, God made you naturally who you are, but that's the fun side of it. You can just enhance your beauty and do whatever you want. You don't have to keep it, so. It's art. Yeah. Like, if I want to look like Beyonce a little more, cause <laughs> I already think I look like Beyonce just like a tad. So, I mean... If I want to do that, I just go to you in the future. Yeah. Um, I was going to have another question, but I forgot it. But I'm going to ask you another base question of BSV. Who or, like, what inspires you to follow through with being a plastic surgeon? Um, So it wasn't until last year, or actually two years ago. I'm getting confused. It was last year. I got the opportunity to do job shadows with a bunch of doctors. And I was like, you know, this medical field is really cool. I can see myself doing it. You know, I kind of have the grades for it. I have interest in it. And I was just thinking, you know, and they would ask me whenever I went there, well, what do you want to do when you get older? And I was kind of timid to say like, oh, I want to be a beautician, you know, because everyone around here wants to be doctors, obviously, since they're shadowing them. Right. So I would say, I don't know. And then I, came to me naturally in a way I started looking up different types of surgeons because I thought that was really cool and it came like plastic surgery came across to me I was like you know I remember in fifth grade looking at these type of videos or you know saying I want to be a plastic surgeon but it was just for fake because I was saying for the money mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it came across to me again and I was like I think this is really cool and I watch videos and I try and show it to my family but they're really squeamish and I, I kind of inspired me. I said, you know, well, maybe plastic surgery is for me or somewhere in the medical field, even if it's nursing, because I just like helping people. That's so cool. And um, so that's where it was inspired. And something that just keeps me going with it is just, I think my my parents, because they've never been to college, so I'll be the first in my family. And that's especially if I become a doctor. So that is something that seriously drives me, especially being the oldest of my siblings. Yes, and like I said, that's on generational wealth. Um, and I was going to say the same thing as well. Um, I'm, like, super scared of, like, pain and, like, nerves. And I've, God, thank God, I've never been in surgery. I think I got, like, one on my mouth. But, like, those heavy surgeries. And um, I think you are one of those perfect people. And I'm happy to meet a person that wants to go into the medical field because I know a lot of squeamish people. And if you're not scared of blood, then work with it. And I really love that. All right, now we're going to get into um, Black Student Union questions. So that's what this episode's about mainly. Um, What are some hardships in leading for you? And then I'll answer back. Okay, so it was a little difficult for me to first start the club because there was some, you know, communication issues. But our first club meeting will be tomorrow, so I can't you know, put my hand on our direct hardships currently. But I can say I am a little worried right now because I don't have any members that I plan to hold 
my first meeting. But, you know, I'm going to make a screencastify and email the teachers around my campus and let them know that my first meeting is going to be today. Yes. And so hopefully that'll go well. And I'm planning to hold an HBCU, um, you know, like collaboration where certain colleges will come and um, our Zoom meeting and just do a little presentation during our club. And I'm a little nervous for that. I hope I have, you know, students come and everything, but we'll see what happens. Bruh, like, I say bruh, I'm sorry, y'all. But literally, I just did this this thing for the past three weeks in my club was HBCU collaborations. And you just ask, you email HBCUs admissions or their administrators or like people that run like um, that part. And you ask them to come and they, they love doing presentations. So I think you'll do really good in that. And um, I would say the only awkward part is if you do have three people, they're kind of just presenting to you. But at the same time, you kind of do get like big ups when you do apply because they're both seniors. So you do get big ups for that. But then like you also like literally for the last one I had, we had Spellman come and it was a soft it was a sophomore and a sixth grader and me that came. And um, yeah, it wasn't a lot, but like she, we, she, we were still interested and it was still a good time. And I just think what's fun about BSUs is that I was gonna say HBCUs HBCUs BSB officers I think what's fun about them is that no matter what you're still going to build a relationship with the small people that are there and that will make other people come for sure I think I just really hope and pray that I have students come to our first meeting tomorrow if not I'm not that stressed I'm just having them you know learn what the club is going to be about and a little presentation of who I am and the other officers are. And I just really hope, you know, it doesn't happen to me to where I only get like a third grader, okay, I'm being dramatic, or like you said, a sixth grader and just like an eighth grader or something, or just it be me and the officers on there. Cause that's kind of embarrassing in a way, but I mean, it's nice to have, you know, look good. Like, oh, she applied to my college and she did this, but I, you know, I'm representing my campus too, so I would like that to look good for all of us. Yeah, I think for you too, it's gonna look good regardless. The only problem I had with my BSU was that we kind of got shadow banned by a lot of like external, I already told you at church, but like external people trying to make sure that BSV, I mean BSU isn't seen. And so we do, we didn't have that many people come the first time, but it's only November and you have until May or June to build your BSU family. And those people, no matter how many people are in your club, you're still going to affect them for a long period of time based on what you help them with. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and hardships are what make it fun. Like if it was so easy to lead a BSU, people would probably start leaving because it's not that fun. You know? Yeah, that's right. And I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, well, I don't even know what to bring this club sometimes because I don't want it to be all about learning history on stuff because exactly. it's not a history class. But you know, I want to make it fun. I just I don't know what to bring. I was I just came with ideas, and it feels like I'm the only one who's thinking of ideas and everything. So it's nice to have someone like you who also leads BSU, so we can collaborate and bounce off each other's ideas. And we can collab our BSUs. I do that. Like I ask all BSUs around the neighborhood to just like come hang out. It's that's what Black Student Union. You're uniting Black student, uh, Black students, and um, I think that's 
really cool. I keep saying that. Uh, my next question is, we have only like two more. Oh, and then I'm gonna ask you little fun questions. Um, all right. Why should B ex B exist? <laughs> why should VSU? Why Why do you think your school needs a BSU? Um, being in the area that I'm in, I think it's really important for students who look like me to be able to have a voice on campus because already I don't see someone of my color being the valedictorian of my class. I mean, it's just the way my school is set up though. Right. And I just don't see too many of us, you know, being represented on our campus other than just a normal student. And I know there's not much of us, but I feel like we should have more of a voice on our campus as well as in our community. Definitely. I, I know some people at your school too who are African American, but we won't talk about it anyways. Um, yeah. Um, and I think that's what's cool about like what I'm trying to do with my podcast is to show to black students that no matter if you want to be a dog, you can wolf. Like if you want to be a dog, wolf. You know, like anything that you put your mind to, you can do it. There's so there are kids putting their faces on canoers to get into Harvard. We can we can have a little fun. I don't know, some people are gonna yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and I was also saying like because you said like you don't want it to just be a history class and that's what I love about um, BSUs is that you can do whatever you want ish and it's just black that's what I love about HBCUs you can do whatever you want and it's black and I, I go to a really um, I also yeah I want students to feel comfortable similar to HBCUs because in school you know with my thick and 4C hair not all the time that I feel comfortable to go to school some days I didn't want to go to school because of my hair right and so I think, you know, in this club, whether, you know, you come just to school for that club that day or what, I feel like you should be comfortable in this area, in this space, because I didn't always feel comfortable coming to school and they'd always talk about my hair, like, can I touch it? Can I smell it? And it was right. so awkward. But I understand, you know, we just have a different culture and they don't understand that. Especially in that they don't understand that and in your BSU you can make people understand that you can have a day where everyone in your BSU wears their natural hair like and oh my gosh you know <laughs> yeah. like you can have and you can have a day in your BSU that's that I know you're saying you want to be like a comfortable space like a safe space that's what I want mine to be too you can I always had in my BSU for the past three years a um rant day like what, what are you, like, who got on your nerves? Like, what's going on? Like, how are you feeling? Because, like, when you go to school, and my school is predominantly white, and we're, I mean, predominantly white, and then some, you know, we're pretty diverse, but yeah. on the black side, it's a little, it's not that many, and yeah. I want, you have to, and being black, your cult, our culture is so denied, like, for what reason? And I want people to come into BSU at lunch or BSU at the end of the day and just, like, you know, take off the wig, I'm just kidding, but, you know, like, the bonnet, and just, like, let loose, like, somebody got your nerves, speak it, A-A-B, tell me what's going on, girl, like, yeah, things like that. I, I think that's exactly how my club should be, too, because I remember one day in PE, this guy made a racist joke, and I was the only black person there, so I was just like, I didn't even know how to respond. It was just so awkward. Right. And then after, after at BSU, you could be like, this dude got my Yeah, I just wish I had a BSU to go to and complain about or, you know, talk to other than, like, my one friend who can't even relate. <laughs> right. Or your mom and dad. And that's, like, right, after, right. way after school, you're probably already not really caring about right. it anymore. But, 
And then that inspires black kids to, you know, speak up and not be bystanders when other black people are being hurt. Because I know that's a thing, too. Like, we all laugh yeah. at someone for calling them a quote-unquote African booty scratcher. And now we're, we've become the people that they're, like, scared of. And I think no matter what age, if you do have a third grader in your thing, that that's important. And you have to, you have to start them young anyways. Alrighty. Yeah. I am going to ask one more question and then we're going to get into our other part of the podcast where I ask you some quick black questions. I think that's what I'm going to call it too. Quick black questions. Um, this question is like, what are some things, what are, why would, why would a person um, disagree with having a BSU at their school? Um, cause they're a hater. No. Um, I, I feel no reason for us to not have a BSU on our campus. I mean, on my campus, there is APIC, which is Asian Pacific Islanders Club. Oh, yeah, I think we have that too. And we have a Latinos Unidos, which is Latinos United. Right. And we even have a GSA, which is gay, Sochi. Anyways, they're all different cultures and whatnot. And so for us not to have it there, that just don't make sense. I feel like for our school to be diverse and for everyone who wants to learn about different cultures and everything, because my club is not, you know, specifically towards black people, you're welcome to come. But, you know, just like the name of the other clubs, I don't really go to a pick or anything. I'm not Asian or anything. Right. But if you want to ask a question like how you Right, should right. And they don't even teach us this in history classes, really. And so no one can relate. No one knows about it. Right. So that's what my club is here for. They need to know what it's like to be black. They need to see who we look like, what we go through, whether it be our hair, our style, what, you know, our music. So mm -hmm. I believe it should always be here and we shouldn't ignore it. Yes, yeah, I think that's like, you just, you hit it spot on. I don't think there's really an answer. I didn't ask you for like an answer to the question, but you, right, you right. answered the question very well. Um, <laughs> and I was, oh man, I keep losing my train of thought, but- um, You're fine. I was also going to say, like, I had an old friend whose dad was like, um, you know, why isn't there an Italian club? And um, she was like, she told her dad, she was like, because black people need to be seen, Italians are fine. And I think a lot of cultures in society that are like, you know, like, especially Italians, um, there's nothing, great culture, I love me some lasagna, but Italian is European, Ger if there's a German club, is European. I mean, if, you're, if you want to learn German, great club, sure. If you want to learn Italiano, great club, you know, sure. But these are very yeah. European clubs, and I think white people and some other cultures, it's con I'm being controversial, but some other cultures are very accepted. And I think if you were to only have one kind of club in a school, it'd have to be BSU because of what black people go through. Black people couldn't even sit at lunch counters There's without being... no other thing but black, really. I mean, you could say, like, Jamaican or something like that. That's, that's black. Like, I, yeah, that's still black. And yeah, there's nothing like black in everything that is involved. They need to know where to come from. <laughs> exactly. And we need black people. It's so important for us to have a safe space. Um, and I keep, I literally have this thought on the tip of my tongue. Um, students. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Okay. So like I was in class one day. It was a quick story because we have about like, you know, 10 more minutes. Um, I was in class one day, and um, we were talking, we're reading 1984. Have you read that book in your school yet? 
1984 is a um, basically a book about how society like takes everything that you know know and changes it to something else so then you can't like and makes it like it's like war is peace and like um hate is love it was like some like stuff like that and basically they're changing these connotations of words to make you think that all things that are happening aren't really bad like if we kill you in the middle of the street that's just a mini kill stuff like that but um anyways there my teacher was like yeah you know like there's a lot of things in this book that like there's so much that the the main character doesn't really know and then he figures out that he knows it and imagine how much we know in society that we think we know a lot about and we don't and i think that's black culture like i literally said in the middle of class i was like yeah a lot of black slaves were sold for culinary reasons and she's like you mean to like serve food or like you know to like be servants i said no they were eating us yeah that's horrible right they were eating slaves and she was like oh well maybe you can find your teacher didn't know that yeah no one like apparently no and imagine how many like and she's very educated in like a lot of situations and she's um pacific islander and um i was like yeah and a lot of kids are like wide mouth like wow and i'm like it's true like you you can look it up like they were eating us i didn't even know that i or i've seen photos so you know yeah and there's so many bad things that happen to black people in this world that is just so barbaric and so for us to just get a little place to talk about is very important but that's just a quick story i'm going to ask you a few um black questions and okay okay so Flats or drums? Flats or drums? Yes. Um, I never heard of that. I've heard of, you know, white or dark, but yeah, I think I prefer drumsticks. Drumsticks, me too. Um, I don't know. It's easier to hold and eat for me. (laughs) Right, I don't know. I'm sorry for y'all who like flats, my man. Um, Okay, and the next one is OJ or apple juice? Um, like, Like, which... Um, I think I prefer apple juice, actually. Wow. Orange juice is okay in the morning, but I could do apple juice all the time, actually. Wow. Um, all right. You, you can't be on the show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love orange juice way more. I'm just kidding. Um, and last question. It's very seasonal. So if you were here during Christmas, I'd ask you the best Christmas food. But what do you? what is the best Thanksgiving food? Ooh, this is a good question. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think of like everything I'm eating, what my plate looks like on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, we have, oh, ham. I love ham, okay? The sweet ham with the honey or whatever they have on top. That's my favorite Thanksgiving meal. Or the little side. The little side. I like that. <laughs> No, you're fine.
hearing we'll cut it out but i just want to respond <laughs> the sweet you okay. said the ham with like the sweet honey on it yeah you know what i'm talking about the little toppings that they be having on it like the glaze like the pineapples and the cherries mm -hmm. i don't eat i don't eat that those fruits but it's like a little sauce that mm -hmm. i love to eat i love i love glaze um ham i think i don't th i think i can't do a th i love all thanksgiving food that is hard too I think I can't do like I I think I can't do Thanksgiving without mashed potatoes. I'm so hungry right now. Um, but my mom puts I'm a little... the opposite. I actually don't really like mashed potatoes. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why. I'm so sorry because my mom makes like homemade mashed potatoes and she actually mashes it so they're the consistency a little bit thicker than like that yeah. soupy thing like at KFC. Blech! I hate KFC. Um, oh, no. <laughs> mashed potatoes. Anyways. um now that you're all hungry, let's just talk about self-care. I want to care for you, self-care. Hey, yo, be careful, take care of yourself. So, when you're dreaming, um, you know, and, and I'm inspiring black people, and I want to inspire you all, and I know being inspired is, you know, a little heavy on the noggin you know and you can get stressed and one thing that i'm so bad at that keeps me stressed is having a messy area and mess causes stress mess causes depression and i think one thing that can help you all lead you know go into your dreams a little bit and be um tunnel vision is when your space is clean and um some some um ways mess leads to stress clutter bombards your mind and we're reading this from psychology today by the way clutter can play a significant role in how we feel about our homes spaces and ourselves it basically says clutter bombards our minds with excessive stimuli so your visual olfactory tactile it causes your senses to work overtime and um on stimuli that aren't necessary or important so if you're like looking at like you're trying to get stuff done and then you're like oh there's this big mess in front of me i'm stressed or it signals your brains that your work is never getting done because you have this mess and you can't really focus on one thing um it messes up creativity i know i did hear this one fact that like the messier the desk the more creative the person i definitely believe that as well because i'm very creative and my rooms are very clay messy right now but i still believe that it can make me not go forth with my creativity and the last fact um it prevents us from locating what we need quickly so if you if you need a pencil and you lost it in your like tornado of a room then you probably can't get things done quickly and i think the best way to get things done is to make sure you're ready and like my dad says you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready and I can go with small things. Huh? I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. I was just, I, I think you cut out a little bit. Um, and so in that, um, even if you have a small thing, like if I dropped my pencil and my room was already messy and now I can't find my pencil, if I was already ready and have my room clean, I wouldn't have to find my pencil. It already exits out so much time. Um, how, how can you relate to that, Mia Moore? Like, how do you... Do you have a messy area? Are you a clean person? Like, what makes, what do you, what, what did this spark in your brain? Um, I, I am a, a clean person, preferably, I guess. Right. 
I try and stay clean as much as possible. Every day my room is clean for sure, but by the end of the day, it doesn't look like it. You know, it's only like this right now because I had time. But often I'm just so busy and I can't even clean up my room until before I'm about to go to sleep. And it's only clean at night for those few hours that I'm asleep. And when I was distant learning, like all day, I would clean up my space because I could focus better. You know, like you said, it helps me concentrate and save more time or whatnot because I don't have to waste my time cleaning up my room and whatnot. Right. So I am, I do try and remain a clean person, but whenever life is going or, you know, I'm just not taking care of myself or my own priorities, I just disregard my room all the way and I'm not even in here no more. So I'm just like not even touching it. So I do prefer it to be clean because it does help me indeed. I guess that's what you learn from psychology. And it is proven to be true, at least in my life because I do need a clean area and space for me to focus and do good in. But if I'm not home, then it's going to be messy because I just don't have the time to clean it. Period. Um, I can really agree with that. Um, I'm going to be quick, though. Um, but, yeah, my stuff is always messy. And the fact that you can even get time to clean up at night is amazing. I'm just, like, so busy with work. And then, but I also don't think I'm really organized. Ugh, sad for me. But, like, I'm in, like, five arts classes, so I literally have music sheets right here in one pile, my painting in another pile, my acting um, stuff in another pile, and then I just have this board next to me of things that need to get done. And that's never my rooms. And I literally just run through stuff. Like, I'm always, like, on the go. Might be the ADD. We don't know. But it's a fun little thing. And so now that we've talked about it a little bit, let's get some solutions. Um, so they said that um, psycho psychology, 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 psychologytoday.com says um, ask your family to help you clean up if your whole house if you need to. Um, I know my mom or my dad not going to do that. But, you know, just clean it up, you know. Um, make sure you store what you don't use or give it away. So if you have stuff that you don't use, make sure you put it in a box and put it somewhere. Um, put it back. I know for me, I don't do this. If I'm done with something, it, the same place I started, it's not leaving. So I think it's a good thing to, like, make sure you always have a, a direct area to put your things back at. Organize your papers. Papers and clutter does make your brain feel out of control. And also, just make it all fun. Turn on some music. Listen to a podcast like Black Student Voices. I don't know. And clean up. Clean up your house. Brush your teeth. Alrighty. Um, I hope you all had sweet dreams. But it's time to wake up and snap out of it because the show is over so i'm gonna give you guys some info where can where can we find you mia more um so on instagram you can find me at amore my love which is a-m-o-r-e my love m-y-l-o-v-e all one and i'm mostly on instagram so that's the only place you can find me if you're you know, if you're in the area, stop by Antelope. I'm quite sure you can see me at my school. I'm always up there. <laughs> Period. Um, we'd love to have some more of me and more. I love that for you. And then um, don't forget to email your questions if you want to be considered in the question segment to blackstudentvoices at um, gmail.com. I don't know why I forgot what Gmail was. Or you can add us on Twitter at bsbpod. Uh, on Twitter. And also on Instagram, which is blackstudentvoicespod. Said at the show. 
Um, thank you so much, me and more, for spending your time here in this wacky little time. And thank you for inspiring so many people. I know this conversation will go far. And we're going to end it there. Dreaming reaches every ambition of mine. Get the money. Black student voices, y'all.